This podcast was once a happy, peaceful place. Until one day, a powerful, secret criminal organization took over. The vicious syndicate soon had control over the editing and even the microphones. The podcast has become a center of violence and crime where no one is safe. Amid this turmoil, a group of determined young geeks has sworn to clean up the podcast. Among them are Duke Hunter, Saph Stone, and Beer Hazy. They are willing to risk everything, even their lives, on the streets of rage. Welcome, everybody, to Drinking Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. Rocking out right now. I'm not even... <laughs> I'm out. Uh, this episode is featuring the beer Streets of Haze from... Is it Terre Haute Brewing Company? Yeah. I'm player one, Duke Hunter. <laughs> Along with player two, Saf Stone. The track you're listening to is the title theme for Streets of Rage, composed by Yuza Koshiro. A game I never played, but the music is just too damn good to not to talk about it. I know, like you told me that you wanted to do this because of the beer that you got, and I was like, I've never heard of this game ever. Is it like a Street Fighter game? <laughs> no idea. Uh, but I listened to the soundtrack, at least the free intro, I heard this, and I was blown away just how good it is. It's fun. I don't know about the rest of the soundtrack, so this is going to be a good, nice road that we're going to go down. But I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's banging. Like, I kind of wanted to put this on my Duke and stuff. And then you're like, no, no, let's do <laughs> let's do it on here. And I'm like, all right, cool. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. cool yeah, cool, cool. if it wasn't, if I didn't have this beer, it would have made sense. But Right, absolutely, yeah. Um, the beer, speaking of which, it's uh, Streets of Haze, 5.8% ABV. 30 IBUs, which is uh, 30, 30 days, days of, of night. Yep. Um, it's a shame we didn't have like a Streets of Rage reference for that. Oh, Well, neither ones have played the game. Yeah, I've been really I knew what the, I've heard of it. I knew what it was. I've just never had an opportunity to play it. Yeah. Uh, one delicious beer has fallen into the hands of macro breweries, and three vigilante hops, Idaho 7, Eldorado, and Galaxy, have taken to the streets to put a stop to mass beer. They're willing to risk everything on the streets of Haze. Nice. That's awesome. Very similar to what we did. <laughs> we both had the same idea. Nice, yeah. Uh, it actually says that on the side of the can as well. Yeah, so this one's um, Nipa, right? Uh, yeah. And it's a 5.8. That's very low for an IPA. Uh, so I'm going to assume the drinkability of this is through the roof it's a i guess it's a double dry hopped american pale ale oh it's just a pale ale i see i see i see you just see haze and yeah you would think i mean it is definitely hazy but i guess it's not all the way to a new england style right mm. let's talk about the can it's very beautiful oh i love it absolutely love it uh streets of haze uh looks like the potentially like the logo of the game streets of fury um uh, streets of rage whatever <laughs> Fist of Fury, Streets of Rage. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, it looks really similar to like that's what is. the box art looks like. It's got these same three guys, basically, just uh, very they, similar. Yeah, um, they look a little more realistic on the game. I think the the can went a little cartoony, so not to get sued, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably the like Streets of Rage is flipped from what the streets of haze like oh the, yeah the streets of is the clean text on the box art whereas of haze is the clean text on the can uh the fonts are different which is good we don't want really want to go too far into you know copyright land but it i mean you if you're familiar with the game you see this and it, it'll immediately yeah even though it's not identical it'll uh give you that same idea 
Yeah, the streets kind of gives me a like Street Fighter type of font feel. Yeah, more so. I think it almost is the Street Fighter font. Mm. That'd be my guess. Uh, but the colors are nice. That teal is a great complement mm-hmm. with the red. But yeah, it's got the three main guys. I don't remember. I changed their names into our names, so I don't remember what their names were. Uh, Elvarados. Adam Adam Hunter, Axel Stone, and Blaze Fielding. It is the Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I'm a big fan of the game. Um, again, we have the episodes where we're like, oh, if we just raided the can, that definitely would be like a, a five for me. The mm-hmm. can is pretty dope. I love 8-bit stuff and even... The the font is eight bit with the of haze, but the image images look a little sixteen uh, bit color type. Of thing. Yeah, it's just really well done pixel art. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the beer now. I can definitely smell it from here, but we're on to the color. Yeah, we are not that dark, so we're gonna be sub six, but it's super hazy. Yeah, it's like milky yellow orange uh, yeah. color. Or- Poured myself a glass of orange juice. <laughs> yeah. Extra pulp. <laughs> Extra pulpy. But, I mean, it's definitely... I want to say it's like a Tails Tales. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's about a number five on here, which is the Tails Tales. Passer by the snifferoo. Mm-hmm. Smell those hops. Oh, yeah, that's the only thing I can smell. Uh, maybe a little bit of juice yeah. coming through, but a lot of it's just the hops. It's not really orange juice, but it's got like a, a citrusy fruit. Right, yeah. Uh, mango? Yeah, maybe. Tropical-y. Yeah. Uh, maybe, like, I don't know. I'm getting, this might sound really weird, uh, papaya yeah. kind of. I was going to say, maybe hints of pineapple and papaya. Yeah, a little like that pink you know mm-hmm. gushy but also hard <laughs> fruit yeah papaya i'm ready to drink it up oh, let's do it oh there's a burn yeah and it's not an alcohol burn because it's only 5.8 yeah that's not uh definitely not alcohol there's a little bit of a hop burn mm-hmm. a little bit of Slightly. bitterness from the hop uh, 30 so it, i mean it doesn't finish very bitter but there is some kind of tangy tangy yeah the tropical notes front delicious. Yeah, very big, fruity. Big fan. Flavor. Yeah, it's very West Coasty style mm-hmm. with the tropical fruits. Uh, but not enough pine to make it a, a true West Coast. Right. It doesn't have that uh, pine aftertaste or bitterness that you get a lot of times with those. Yeah. This is definitely creamy. Um, so I wonder if the hazy part of this is when they pump in like the haze <laughs> it's like creamy and smooth but it also has that kind of yeah you know, like tangy bite to it right that's the first thing you notice when you take a sip of this but it's pretty good considering yeah i i really enjoy that burst of like fruity flavor over on untapped we have 330 or 373 radians 3.82 average 500 and or 454 Total ratings. I'm getting all my numbers mixed up. I'm a little dyslexic at the moment. <laughs> I've had one friend check in. Uh, her name, Susan. Uh, I feel like I'm reading a lot of hers. I'm not sure how I have her and none of you guys Yeah, do. I don't have that friend. That's fine. Friends are friends. Uh, my friend is your friend. <laughs> uh, she bought it at a liquor store. Uh, she had it September. She gave it a four. She just took a picture, looked like she's on her deck in the pool or something, or hot tub. I can't really tell from the picture, but she gave it a four. She's just drinking out of the can. Really nice can. Definitely worth the picture that she took. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. From Tyler B. Can't confirm. It's still good. Hops come through well and with uh, okay carbonation. Less dank now. I don't know, like, if they were anticipating it not, but probably he, they bought this at the uh, West Clay store in uh, Carmel. Yeah, so you never know how old mm-hmm. that's been sitting there. Because yeah. uh, there's not a date on the can. Right. Uh, great effort, 325. 
Carl P says flowery, hazy, meh, two and a half. Not sure what flower. I guess it's got like a perfume flavor. So I was drinking this in the Brooks and Brew in Muncie. Uh, nice light, hazy beer, not too hoppy. Three twenty-five. Someone just four fifty gave it awesome. No comment. A lot of high numbers, not a lot of comments. Yeah, I've, I'm scrolling through to get a comment. Andy C said, "It's good to see the haze is still holding up five months after I bought it." Oh, dang. Ray M, not bad. Dig the can art, three point seven five. Can art is definitely pretty good. Yeah, I'm just scrolling, not really seeing much. Um, I'll just read this last one. Andrew B, sweet, slightly juicy nose with sharp, bitter grapefruit-like finish. Luckily, the can art makes up for the harsh ending plus outdoor seating for the win. Three point two five. I don't think it really has a harsh ending. At least, I mean, no, it ha- has like a harsh like build up to the ending, but I think the ending's fine. It's not like an aftertaste that I want to wash out of my mouth or anything. It still tastes pretty good. I've had this before, but I have not checked it in, so I'm gonna go do that now. Okay, took a picture, did some stuff. I uh, gave it a four twenty five. Uh, comment I said is a little old, but still juicy. Kind of a hot burn in the middle, but finishes very smooth. I would say a big fan uh, of this. Maybe have it fresh would have made it a little bit better. Maybe. But I still think it's pretty good for being six, seven months old. Yeah, I got it at the fresh time down the street not that long ago, but I don't. you never know how long it's been sitting there. Right. Someone said five months old, mm-hmm. and he was drinking it in December, so... Yeah, it's probably that same release. Yeah, keep the keep the fruit flavor, keep the tropical fruit flavor, figure out what to do with that hot burn in the middle of it. I think it'd be, you know, even more of a solid beer. But other than that, I think it's pretty good. What was your score? I was typing. Uh four twenty five. I'm gonna hold your hand. Good. I can give it a four twenty five as well. I just really like the juicy uh, fruit flavor of it i agree there's like a little bite in the middle which as i drink more of it i don't notice as much it was just like that initial mm-hmm. uh, thing i was not used to and add on the can art and that just almost makes it uh, 450 worthy but mm-hmm. I, yeah i think if they toned down the middle and just made it like a more smooth transition i think it'd be a damn near perfect Back to the music. All right, our next track is the character selection screen. Almost like elevator music, but a little, yeah. little bit extra. So it feels like it's a fun place to be. This city is, <laughs> even though it's going through some turmoil. Yeah, but this is just—you're just selecting your character, so just something to pass the time. Some music to pass the time while you decide. Um, that kind of repeats. So let's go to stage one, actually. Okay, perfect. So you're getting ready for your adventure. Your blood pumping. Mm-hmm. Drums definitely are helping a lot with that. Figured there was gonna be a transition right there. Yeah, good. That's a nice build up, I think. A little bit about the game. Switch of Rage is a series of side-scrolling beat-em-up video games centering in the efforts of several ex-police vigilantes trying to rid a fictional, large American city from a crime syndicate that has corrupted its local government. So, like, not to be political, but I feel like (laughs) the premise of these games are how Proud Boys see themselves. (laughs) They're storming the capital. Yep. Uh, the first three games in the franchise were developed uh, and published by Sega for the Sega Genesis in the early 1990s. 
A fourth entry of Streets of Rage 4 was released in 2020. The games were well-received and have been re-released many times on both compilations and standalone games. The electronic dance music soundtracks of the games were scored by Yuzo Koshiro and Motohiro uh, Kawashima, uh, which have both received much acclaim. Let's move on to stage two. That's probably why I haven't heard these games. I didn't really play a whole lot of Sega games. Yeah. It's a nice follow-up to our Nintendo episodes of Sega game. Right. It's almost... It really honestly feels like when you think of game companies, uh, you compare them to, like, comic book companies that you're familiar with, right? So you have, on one hand, you have your Marvel company, and you have your DC company, and you know these characters very well. And then you have your variant comics, (laughs) which they're pretty good heroes but you don't really know about them i feel like sega is that variant mm-hmm. comment like you don't really know about them you know some names sonic yeah um, things like that but this one's pretty good too and uh nintendo's known for it's like light fun games and aimed for younger kids I think and then Sega came out and was more towards teenagers right because we were always into the Sega or sorry we were always into Nintendo and my stepfather was always into like Sega because it was older yeah The game's soundtrack was acclaimed with several soundtrack albums being released. The soundtracks were composed by Yozukashi Ro. And then the other guy helped on the second, providing a few tracks, making almost half of the tracks in the third game. Three soundtrack CDs were released in all, each uh, were high, uh, each now sell for a high price at auctions in Japanese markets. this game <laughs> so i downloaded a bunch of uh, roms after i got emulators uh set up on my uh, raspberry pi the uh made it to like a, a game box or whatever yeah i asked if you ever played it and i didn't know if you downloaded it after that time or not no i didn't uh, I, I probably haven't so i downloaded a bunch of sega games so it's probably part of that pack but this is stage four No matter what I do, I yeah. go crazy <laughs> over you. Yeah. Is that Usher? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was a Shanti. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So so far, I think the title track has been the more more exciting of the sounds because it's just kind of basic. Yeah. Doing the thing without action. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I do feel the urge to move. <laughs> see these being well, there's electronic tracks. See them being right. like EDM hits. Right. Uh, the soundtrack mainly consists of often experimental chiptune-based electro dance music, as you just said, uh, encompassing electronic genres uh, such as electro house, techno, hardcore, jungle, ambient, breakbeat, jabber, noise, and trance. The music was produced using a Yamaha FM synth sound chips of the Sega Mega Drive and Genesis video game console. New song? Yep, I, this is uh, stage six. Uh, it also had the NEC PC88 computer, which is the YN2608, along <laughs> with 
Koshiro's own audio program language, Music Love, a modified version of the PC-88's Music Macro language. The beginning of the song really reminded me of like an old detective show or something. Yeah. I can see getting lost in some of this music. Um, level to level, stage to stage, it kind of feels like you're just like focused on whatever task is at hand and then you keep running into something. There isn't anything that's like particularly like special about these levels right now. There's no, like what? for Mario, there's like a different level of like environment that you that's can true whatever oh this is good for this oh that's good for that this is just a, a sky a side scrolling beat em up game so yeah. it, it there's not a lot of variety to the game uh, let's go to stage seven kind of a mario-esque feel when you get the star power mm. i was thinking the sonic casino level oh yeah <laughs> I found myself listening to this soundtrack while I was working and just getting enjoying it like in the background. Yeah, and, and that's what exactly what it is. Let's go to boss battle one because I think it repeats. Definitely it seems like you're approaching something bad. It doesn't like particularly say this is the end boss. Yeah. Or this is it's something to worry about. Just the beginning where it's like, Wah. it's like, oh no. Yeah. It's very like, I'm at the club. <laughs> yeah. The, there's that electronic music. Wait for a build up and just never comes. Uh, go to the ending theme. Uh, seems like smush music <laughs> as uh, Doug Judy would say smushing booties smushing booties or you're on a, on a love cruise and this is your these are your smush jams <laughs> it really does very seem, it seems very like very white yeah and that's what happens you save the girl at the end and then you that's a James Bond film. I assume. You gotta find a raft. That's, I assume that, that's like what happens in Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they take a lot from from Bond. All they need to do is blow up a ship and fuck on a raft. That was a, a Bond movie. Or a Bond ending, rather. There's also a bad ending. Ooh, is this when you lose? Yep. Suggest, Sounds like, like a funeral. Oh yeah, you, you, you did. It's like a vampire comes out. Nosferatu gets you. They have a good use of synth drums. Mm-hmm. 
why they need this much music for a loss. <laughs> Maybe um, there's a way. I don't know. Like if you end the game, it's still gonna show you the credits, but oh, yeah. you, you like didn't accomplish what you meant you were supposed to, but you did beat the game. I don't know. Yeah, or you or you died. Yeah. And it plays that synth part, and then you have the option to you know continue or start over. But if they don't, it sits there. It's got to do something. So it's just the music that you would listen to if you just sat there. Kind of brings back the hey, you should probably play this game. Vibe. <laughs> uh, that's in for Rage One. Let's go to Rage Two. Listen to the title theme again. Excuse me. <laughs> there it is. I think it's a slightly updated version of the Streets of Rage 1 title thing. It's just the same, same beats, uh, with a little different sounds though added to it. Yeah, which is uh, slightly updated or something, because it's a couple years later. Let's go to the player select screen because this is about to end. I think it's similar to the other player select screen if I remember correctly. Yeah. Kind of jungle jamesy. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it's out of tune when it first kicks off. This part, the beep, 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 beep. Kind of feels like I'm playing like a, a Donkey Kong. Mm. A little bit. So the next entry in the series, Streets of Rage 2, has new music. Very, it sounds very similar to the old one, obviously just updated. Uh, it's influenced by early 90s club music. This, from, this is Ghost Rate, and I think this will have the 90s club music. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, it's from the series composer of the Yuzu Koshiro, and a new coming composer, uh, Motohiro Kawashimi, Kawashima, which we had... In the last episode, when we did our uh, Nintendo Land, because uh, she did some tracks that were with somebody else. Uh, this had more defined graphics and a larger selection of moves. It has also introduced two new characters, Eddie Skate Hunter <laughs> and Max Thunder. Or Sammy Skate Hunter and Max Hatchet in some regions. Uh, like the original title, Streets of Rage 2 was playable on Sega Genesis, Master Systems, and the Game Gear. This one's very clubby. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other one, I thought EDM-esque. Like, that music could be used for samples. This one is already... It feels like it's sampled. Yeah. I can see this, like, uh, almost like a... Uh, one of those games where you steal cars and kill prostitutes. Grand Theft? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Like, you go into a club and this is the music <laughs> yeah. that you're listening to. Uh... Speaking of going into a club, let's look at In the Bar, or listen to him. I figure we're talking about beer on this show, we have to listen to the In the Bar <laughs> sound, uh, track from the soundtrack. like a, a very simpler version of the last song yeah and so basically you're in the club 
And then when you're at the bar itself, <laughs> then maybe you have a little bit of a different, uh, everything's background music right now, it's just very basic. It's a vibe of, you know, I don't know if that's accurate. Let's see what ready to funk sounds like. Oh yeah, we are. Ready funk. funky or not but i can totally see like some idiot drugged out <laughs> chick with uh little light glow sticks uh, bouncing around to this thing go crazy the guy in the comments says he thinks of house party 2 when he hears it huh. i was trying to look when it, this game came out to see what was happening in the world and it came out in 92 Which I think is style of music was popular around there. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Dreamer. Very dreamy. Yeah, it does kind of sound like you're falling into a dream. Then you start dancing. Soundtracks have been critically acclaimed. They're considered ahead of their time. And as some of the best video game music of all time. Interesting. I don't know about that. It's, it's rocking, I guess. Uh, Surgery Rights 2, 1992, in particular, is considered revolutionary for its blend of swaggering house synths, dirty and electro funk and trancy electronic textures that would feel as comfortable in a nightclub as a video game, which definitely feel that. Yeah. Let's move on to what is next. Under Logic. Yeah, uh, it's all got the same kind of electronic feel to it, which makes them all kind of sound the same. I think that it feel I feel like you're going away from the music source at this point. Like you going to yeah. a side room to beat somebody up or something. Just by the tone of the music. Next up, we have Slow Moon. Which, I mean, it sounds slowed down already compared to the previous song. high pitched but it kind of hurts your ears <laughs> but overall I like the if it just turned that down a little bit next is wave 131 
can probably say that I'm not as inspired to do like with, <laughs> with this music. It's a, probably good in the, in the game, but it's working out. Just, yeah. Some of these are really good. Some of these are just you know songs that fill dead space, I guess. Uh, it sounds like the techno song "Everybody, Everybody," which I'm gonna play. came out in 1990. Almost the same beat. It really is, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next song that's actually on the playlist, which is the revenge theme of Mr. X. Mr. X is the bad guy. Sort of villain vibe, but with like dancey beats over it. Yeah. Like that part, I could feel it in a Dracula or something, but without all the beats on top of it. Lastly, I have the good ending. I don't have the bad ending of this one. Oh, good. That means you only win. <laughs> I, th- I think there might be a bad ending, but I couldn't find it online. Sounds like a pretty good... Yeah, it's more pleasant. Yeah, like a... Could have gone without the drums, but yeah, decent credit scroll. If you have drums throughout, you might as well have drums. Yeah, it well. fit with the rest of it. But this is this might be the best song on here on the on this Streets of Rage Two soundtrack. Triumphant, I guess. Leading into Streets of Rage 3. Uh, Streets of Rage 3 is also considered ahead of its time for its automatically generated randomized sequences, experimental hardcore, fast beat, techno like jungle sounds, and trance music elements. Series soundtracks have influenced range of chiptune, electronica, grime, and dubstep musicians throughout through to the present day. Plenty of artists. Akaninka, BT, Labyrinth, Martin, Joker, Darkstar, Childish Gambino, and Danger. Heard of one of them. So let's get into Childish Gambino. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get into Streets of Rage 3, which I don't have as many songs because I don't like it as much as the rest. Okay. So these will go fast. But let's go with the title theme. Beat ambience. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even think it's from the same series. And I'm going to warn you. This is what the soundtrack sounds like. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, this give you an idea. 
Um, I'm going to play a few of them. Since we did the player selection on all the other ones, the next one up is from the player select screen. What? <laughs> Spinning machine is what it's called. Yeah. So, uh, Streets of Rage 3 was less well-received than his predecessor And <laughs> you can see why. Yep, absolutely. Despite some advancements, has been, it, it has been seen as very similar to Streets of Rage 2. This entry to the series added a more complex storyline told using cutscenes. The Western version featured, featured increased difficulty, with other elements altered and censored from the Japanese release. The music was released by Koshiro and Kawashima was also criticized for being radically different from the music of the first two games. Obviously. This is round one, one. Fuse. Moved on to the next track. It's not bad. This is not bad. But it still has that weird yeah, like, like sound effects or whatever is yeah. going on. It's less like music and just sounds. Definitely like house clubby. Let's increase the tempo and the sound. It's like sandstorm. Little beat drop. <laughs> and uh, these were. I got seven songs from this game, and these were the best ones I could find. It's not like I picked the bad ones. Uh, let's go to one round one three. The poets two. Like it starts off good. Mm-hmm. Like this one at least has elements of actual music. It still has a little too muddled or too much going on, but it's a song. And, uh, this one we mentioned, the soundtrack is completely composed by the second guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first original guy had nothing to do with it, it seemed like. Okay. It's terrible. Yeah. Next up is Boss. Fighting androids? <laughs> I mean, here, I'll show you this picture. It kind of seems like he's a ro- got like robot arms and body. It also kind of looks more like that. The Streets oh, yeah. of Rage 3 logo looks more like the Streets of Ra- Haze logo. But yeah, it's very techno. Then we have just a couple more from this game. Next is 5-2 Moon, or round 5-2. the parts to this. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like two or three songs on top, playing at the same time. And then lastly, we'll do the good ending. Just to end this song, uh, game. Hopefully it's a good ending. Kind of sounds like the other one. Oh, yeah. It really is. <laughs> where do they fuck it up? <laughs> yeah, where do all the squeaks and boops come in? Yeah. 
Yeah, no. I hear a little bit of. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to be fair to Streets of Rage, I, th- I thought I had to play all three games because they. I think the first two are pretty solid. Yeah. And then this one got negative reviews, and you can see why they did. They went off the rails. It seems like. Oh, there's there it is. Mm-hmm. the end you're like oh I know this song why didn't I hear any other songs that I knew <laughs> the first new entry in the series since the Genesis is due to Rage 4 it was released in t- 2002 the game was developed by Lizard Cube Grand Crush Games and Dot Mew who previously released the 2017 remake of Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap. And I only have the title theme from that because it's kind of a whole new generation, but I wanted to end on like a better note than yeah, Shoot to Bridge 3. Bring back the sex tunes. I like it. <laughs> yes. Score is primarily composed by Olivier uh, Drivier. Additional compositions from Yozu Kashiro, Motohiro Kawashima, Yoko Shiramura, Ke- uh, Kiji Yagagisha, Hirimi Fujita, Das Mortal, das and, Mortal. and Gradislava. <laughs> Soundtrack is structured so that Juvier uh, wrote the primary themes while each boss fight was written by one of the guest composers. The game includes the ability to switch soundtracks of that to Street Rage and Street of Rage 2. I noticed they left off Street of Rage 3. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> they also left off the guy who did the Street of Rage 3. Uh, no, that was Motohiro, I think. Doesn't say. Oh, it does right there. Music was composed by those two. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. It's pretty good. I think it's uh, back to the first game, just updated. Yeah. The main title theme. Pretty much. Sounds like we're back on the, the smush tracks. <laughs> like a love boaty, like on a cruise ship doing the shit you know I feel like Streets of Rage 1 and 2 at least would be worth checking out yeah probably check it out when I go at some point (laughs) yeah maybe um, I think the fourth one got pretty good reviews so that one might be good too and I think that's available it came out in 2020 so mm-hmm. but if I uh, cut out all the Shoots of Rage 3 tracks I think I could just listen to this playlist at any time and enjoy mm-hmm. it probably definitely have it like in the background yeah I'm doing Maybe. other things yeah I'm just gonna stare at my computer <laughs> alright let's plug it up alright sounds good uh, you can follow us on any of the social media platforms that you have or like or appreciate uh, we use Twitter and Instagram the most uh, we can get on Facebook but we usually don't uh, you can find us at Drinkin' Geek Out. 
because we're still a Drinking Geek mm-hmm. Out podcast. Uh, just a little spinoff with the O, the S, and the T. Uh, we have a Patreon on patreon.com slash drinkinggeekout where we're trying to expand and do the things, but we can't do the things without your support. We've been doing just fine for the last few years without it. Uh, but it'd be, you know, we can grow, we can do whatever we can to, you know, help you bring uh, better content. So that'd be cool. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of, uh, OST related content on there. No, not yet. Like particularly with, you know, what the, the, the badges will, you know, do for you, but there's a lot there for the, you know, for drinking geek out. So if you want to, you know, if you're a fan of them, us on there, you can, you know, pretty much, uh, do whatever there. Uh, we have a Threadless. We have a couple of designs up there. We have a few of the OST designs up there. We have a lot of the Drinking Geek Out designs up there. But then we also have like a, a lot of designs that are not particularly anything. It's just <laughs> us and the nerdy stuff that we like that we, you know, kind of blended beer and geeky stuff together to make, you know, a good shirt. We also have masks up there. If you need a mask, uh, if you want a new mask other than your piece of shit blue thing that you put on your face and get <laughs> makeup all over and you want a good uh, solid machine washable one. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's good. They're they're okay. There's a new like ultra premium version that I have not tried. I have the other two versions. Yeah, I might have to check that out. I need to get a, a new design because I like getting designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, rate, review, subscribe to Drink and Geek Out or Drink and Geek OST wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, both podcasts could use uh, your support and. Um, That'll do it for this episode, so until next time, drink up and geek out. Geek to the beat.